Blog Talk Radio. YouTube confuses me. Lots of videos of people playing video games. And who's going to watch an hour and a half video comparing the Cats movie with the 1998 film stage version? Is this my generation's version of no one wants to see talking movies, radio's good enough? I feel like it isn't, because I'm not talking about the format, I'm talking about the content. You know, it's kind of like when adults said the Beatles were a fad and wouldn't last, and oh God, it's the same thing, I'm so old! I'm Brett Singer, this is my show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Brett from the Bunker. It is Monday, June 22nd. The year is 2020. We say that for the time capsule. This will inevitably go into. And I am joined today by Elizabeth Lopez. Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning. Hey, everyone. So, yes, exactly. So uh, I ask everyone this. I will ask you, how are you holding up? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's been up and down, man. Up and down. That's a fair answer. Um, yeah, today's a good day, though. Today hasn't been bad. I didn't have to do dishes, which is cool. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> what what yeah. changed? What, what was different it about seems today? Like, oh, my husband's out of the house. He uh, went back to work. So there's oh. no one like over my shoulder right now. <laughs> that's that's got to be nice. Um, I mean, togetherness is lovely, except when it's a little too much togetherness. It has been too much, way too much. Um, but, yeah, I haven't stabbed myself in the eye yet, so we're here. Well, that's good. I'm going to go with that's a positive. Not not stabbing yourself in the eye. Every any day you don't stab yourself in the eye is a good day. I think. Exactly. I, I mean, you have to anyway. So, I'm. You know, you 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 need that. You need that. You need to stab yourself in the eye, or you need. I hope that's not what you. You need, need the option. You need the option. You know. Oh really? Okay. I can do with one eye. Yeah. I don't know. I feel. I mean, Nick Fury makes it work, but other than that, I feel like two eyes is a good idea if you if you've got the choice. <laughs> If you're presented with the choice, you're probably better mm-hmm. off with two eyes, I think. So what have you been doing to stay sane? Um, well, I did a thousand-piece uh, women's rights puzzle. Nice. That was pretty nice, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so didn't kill anyone uh, during all that. But, yeah, it was good, and I felt like I was doing my part with women's movement, you know? That's Putting good. all, like, the pussy hat pieces together. Oh, it was, oh, okay, so put so it was a, a more modern, a current piece. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, it was. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So that so that's something. That'll, that'll definitely, have you been doing any comedy? Yeah, I've done some, like, Zoom performances here and there, and it, it's so not the same, but, you know, it's all we have right now. That's been my attitude, because I know there's some comedians that are still on the fence, and, you know, ultimately... I mm-hmm. guess hypothetically we're getting that we're getting they get back to reopening, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. I think that um, you know I I don't know. I mean I just I know I would have been a little lost if I hadn't had my Zoom shows and my Zoom open mics That's during so all true. this. You know That's I don't so know true, what I would have done with like myself. You're going over your material, you know. You're not going to yeah, forget at least you, at least, all this. At least. Exactly. At least you're getting stuff getting stuff out of your head, and you know not just not just mm-hmm. sitting and staring at the TV. Yeah, but the weird, the Zoom shows are really weird, you know, like you don't know if people are, you can't connect with people, even though you can see them, it's like, 
I don't know. It's just hard to connect, especially if you have poor Wi-Fi. It's like you're fucked. Oh yeah, if you don't have the if you don't have the slam and Wi-Fi. I I do a joke about this, but I'm always mm-hmm. amazed at how like every famous person seems to have excellent Wi-Fi. Like whenever you know whenever they get on TV, every now and then you'll see someone who doesn't have, who doesn't mm-hmm. have good. But in general, it's like, mm-hmm. geez, could you know where are you guys getting like celebrity internet service? I mean, what the hell? Because the rest of us are struggling. I know, right? The rest of us are struggling with that unstable internet connection, and you're exactly. out there in and out of the park every time you go up. So yeah. um, now you've got you've got a kid at home, right? Yes, I do. I've got a seven-year-old daughter. How's that been going? The homeschooling has been a nightmare. I feel like I'm yeah. only reporting bad things about the quarantine, but it's the god honest truth. Um, so I got to see, you know, what her teacher deals with on a daily basis. A lot of excuses, a lot of, oh, wait, I've got to sharpen my pencil out of nowhere or, you know, things like that. Oh, wait, I suddenly forgot something. So I have to stop doing the math homework halfway through it. Right. And you got to sit mm-hmm. on, you got to sit on her to make sure she gets anything done. Exactly. And my daughter's pretty, I don't know, I think she has ADHD. We're going to get her tested. So, like, getting her to focus has been a real issue, and there's been a lot of tears during the schoolwork, mm. so myself included. Yeah, that's not fun. That, that's definitely not fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have yeah. nothing but sympathy for anyone who's got to deal with all that. Uh-huh. But it's finally over. Her last day was the 18th, so we all celebrated. Okay. <laughs> that's nice. That sounds nice. Uh, yeah. Anything Anything uh-huh. on tap for the summer, or uh, did more of the same? I mean, I guess just being inside. You know, right. we have a trip planned to L.A. for in two weeks, actually. Oh, nice. Um, we were supposed to have a vacation to Florida in March. That obviously didn't happen. So right. it was like, it sucked because it was the carrot, like, you know, that was, like, dangling over us, like, while we were doing all our work and our hustling. We were like, I just can't wait for this trip to Florida. And it never happened. And we had to cancel everything. Um, so we were like, fuck it, let's book a trip to L.A., hopefully July, things will be good. Um, but last night, my Airbnb canceled on us. Oh, no. We were like, oh, fuck, it's not looking good. But, uh, I mean, I I just quickly booked a hotel. I'm like, a hotel's going to take me, you know. I would so, hope. We'll, I mean, I would hope if the hotel's booking, then they'll take you. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping it's just me and maybe one other person there. That would be awesome. That's like a movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, that movie. I, feel like that's the... <laughs> I was going to say the first, first movie that comes to mind in Empty Hotel is The Shining, but that's not that's not what I want for your. Oh vacation. my gosh! Yeah, I, yeah. I don't need that. <laughs> I don't want. That. I don't wish that on you. But but I think yeah, an empty but... hotel, an empty hotel could also be like a Seth Rogen movie. That could be kind of fun. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Um, as long as it's not an Adam Sandler movie. Kind of could be an Adam Sandler movie. I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I could see that. Yeah. I, I could definitely see that. I, I've he's, he's had worse ideas. I mean, doesn't he have one where he's like the son of the devil or something? I feel like an empty hotel would probably be better oh, than yeah. that. I mean, didn't he pull like a like a Norbit? Jack and Jill, wasn't that? Wasn't oh, that yeah, 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 Jack and Jill. Played, I didn't see like, that, but yes. He played in drag or whatever. I don't right, know. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, when you're when you're Adam Sandler, you can pretty much do whatever you want. But yeah. maybe you can write a script. Good in the dress. 
Well, maybe you could write. Maybe you could write a script. This would be. A, this is a big opportunity to write a screenplay. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Finally, write that screenplay. Exactly. Exactly. Empty hotel. I, I could see that. Uh-huh. Again, there have been I would worse love ideas. An empty hotel. Right. Yeah. I think that could be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That, that should be, be like any service, even like when you get your nails done and you go to a spa. Anything. I don't want to feel like there's other people there. It just ruins my experience. Well, then you probably love, uh, you know, I don't know, reopening is basically going to be that, isn't it? Like, we're not just all yeah. cramming in, at least, or at least we're not supposed to. I don't know if we actually are. I've, I've been seeing a lot of, a lot of happy mm-hmm. hours going on on the street where there, where there aren't supposed to be any. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm definitely seeing a lot of businesses where, like, you know, the outdoor seating, I just have to say, it's really weird. Like, I don't want to walk through somebody's dinner, you know? I feel like that's too close for comfort, and they're not wearing masks, and, you know, these restaurants are still going to, like, sit you next to people. It's not going to be six feet away, so you need to get the heads in, you know. Right. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's, I don't know, I have sympathy for the businesses, but I also, mm-hmm. I'm I'm definitely on the side of safety. I, I just feel like we got to, mm-hmm. I don't know, we just, we can't, we can't rush into this. I mean, this is, there's, you know, people got very, very sick and people died, and I just I want to avoid that. Yeah, we can possibly do it. Yeah. As much as I want to get back to reality, I just don't know. But the the economy is dying too. We got to save that first before we save anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> you got to got to get the economy off life support. Is that that's a, that's the important thing? Exactly. Well, so what exactly. if you people die? At least my business stays now. open. At least my business stays open. Yeah, that's not. I exactly. that is not how I feel. Not how my, I feel. Uh, Yarn business or whatever. Yarn business. There you go. That's a, it's very important, the yarn business. Very, yeah, very exactly. important, that yarn. Um, mm-hmm. So now you to the granny. Now you work in reality TV. Yes, I do. So mm-hmm. tell me about that. I'm fascinated. It is such a weird world, I got to say. Um, I've been, like, in the development world for a while, so it's just the people that come up with show ideas. And, like... The places that you have to go to on the internet to find these people, it's just like, oh my gosh, the search history is just crazy. And we also do a lot of true crime stuff, so I'm like looking up murders, you know, oh, murders in the 80s, yeah, that'll be a good TV show idea. So, I don't know, my internet history is just screwed. <laughs> yes, I would I would imagine so. So, when you say true crime, you like the reenactments? Uh, Yeah, like the reenactment shows. Stuff like that. Like pretty much anything for ID. I've done a couple of those. Those are fun. Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, as an actor. Just, I was, you know, uh, lawyer, judge, psychiatrist, oh, you know, things, things that look you Jewish. Did the reenactments. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I did. So what's that um, like? Maria Salinas, something or another with Maria Salinas. Um, I did Evil Lives Here. And I did another one that I'm not going to – I just can't remember for the life of me. Um, okay. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, I like acting, so it was, you know, it was, enjo- mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. And it was fairly it, – it's, it's not a heavy lift. Like, you just kind of go in, they hand you your lines, you just, you, know, you just do the best you can. And the only, time, mm-hmm. the only time I had trouble was I got there, and they said, you can't wear your glasses. And I was like, uh, oh. okay. I was like, but I can't see without my glasses. And they, they were just, like, tough. <laughs> It's like okay, so, so that was kind of disorienting. From then on, I carry contact lenses with me, um, which I don't really wear, mm-hmm. but I, I went out and I got them. So you know, just in case, on the off chance someone tells me to do that, and of course nobody has, you know, since then. But 
that was definitely a moment where, it. you know, you, well, because it's, it, and then they gave me new lines. So it's like, I can't see my script and I can't see the guy I'm talking to. And, you know, it, right. it's, uh, it's just hard because you can't say. <laughs> you legitimately As can't say. As a former glasses wearer in second grade, I understand completely. Yeah, no, it was hard. But, you know, yeah. but I'm an actor. Okay. I muscled through. I could do it. I definitely made my way through. But, mm-hmm. it, but they were fun. I mean, the, the crimes were horrible. I mean, the things that, I mean, there was this one, this one I did, um, was it Evil Lives Here? No, Crime to Remember. That was what it was. And it was this woman who was buried alive, and there was like a complicated series of straws that she was breathing through. And, you know, while, <laughs> while she was, it was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. You know, well, at least they gave her a straw. Was, at least they gave her a straw. It's true. At least they gave her yeah, a straw. Yeah, silver lining. Yeah, no, it was. It was awful. It, it, was, it was just a terrible – I was on set and stuff because I didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. I just – you know, I had my one line, you know, ma'am, you're going to wake everybody up. That was my big line. <laughs> Wait, you had to that say that to the woman that was buried alive? No, no, no. It was the, the mother. Um, was, oh, was okay. the, Or was it the woman who was buried alive? Wait, I take that back. Maybe it was the woman who had been buried alive. She, not yet. Yeah, you're breathing too loud. No, it wasn't that. Yeah, exactly. But she was in a car. She was she was like honking the horn in a car, and I and I went over and uh-huh. you know stuck my head and stuck my head in the window. Mm-hmm. That was my that oh, was my oh, okay. uh, that was my that was my big line, my big exciting oh my line. Gosh. I practiced it quite a lot. That was fun. That was, but you know that was that was a it was a fun shoot. I enjoyed it. Late night. No, that's the, cool. the, This motel in New Jersey that was so old they didn't have to make it look like the '60s. Like the only thing they had to do was take the TVs out, but everything else had been there since the '60s, so it didn't matter. They didn't have to dress the set oh, at all. Amazing. Yeah, it was it was incredible. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. So, what's the craziest reality show idea somebody pitched you? The craziest reality? Well, we had a lot of bad ideas. It's a lot of like, hey, I'm really crazy and out there and. I have a big personality. Come make a show about me. And it's like, lady, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, not at all. Like you're not you're not crazy enough. The people in your world aren't crazy enough. Yeah, that's the thing too. You have to investigate like kind of like Real Housewives in a way. Like you have to investigate like the people in their circle or their family, um, which can feel like very invasive and weird. Um, but that's what makes the show work. I guess. Now, when you say, you know, investigate, what does that mean? You actually you go and you interview them? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah, you have to interview everyone. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's like, it's a lot of waste of time on Skype. So you interview them, and then you say, no, I'm sorry, you're not crazy enough. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Mm. <laughs> um, but usually, like, one of the producers will deal with, like, the uh, breaking it to them type of thing, so. So you don't, have, you, don't have to dash their, you don't have to dash their dreams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But there is a lot of that in development. I'd say, like, 90% of the stuff that gets produced, like, produced in development doesn't make it to air. So it's really interesting when you, like, realize that and then you see the things that do make it to air on TV. It's like, How? How? Like there so was a show. Um, oh yeah, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. Tell me. Oh, I was watching HGTV the other day, and there was a show called like Hot Mess, Hot Mess House, something like that. I'm like, really? That's a title that like won everyone over. Like, I don't even know what the show is about, really, with Hot Mess House. I don't know. 
I mean, obviously you want the show to be good, but isn't there a tremendous need to feed the beast at this point? I mean, there's so many, there's people just have, have uh-huh. an endless appetite for this stuff. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting world. So you got to crank it out. There. So you got to crank them out. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, that ultimately you need to come up with something because that, because they're buying. Right. I mean, is that a fair mm-hmm. way to look at right. it? Right, exactly. And anything could be an idea, like an article from a magazine, you know, to someone you bump into on the street. Interesting. Very interesting. So mm-hmm. what, what's out there that yeah. you like? What are, what are some of the shows that you really like, you're really into? Oh, my gosh. Anything by Sharp. So, which means all the 90-day spinoffs and every episode of 90-day Fiance. I just love the trash so wait, there's other 90-day – I didn't know there were other 90-day things in the franchise. There, I, thought, I thought it was just 90-day fiancé. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. So you have the 90-day fiancé, which I'm sure everyone knows the concept, unless you want me to explain. Uh, no, you should explain it. Um, so basically, you get these really hot, sexy immigrants that want to come into the country – um, and get a green card. So they do by doing that, they have to marry a would-be school shooter in America, um, which is really interesting. So much trash comes out of it, so much. It's great. So that's the original concept. And then they have Happily Ever After, which is after the 90 days once they get married. Um, you see, like, what happens to them afterwards. That's always great especially because you fall in love with all these crazy characters. Like there's one woman named Angela. Um, how would I describe her? I guess like an ashtray come to life. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. And she's marrying this Nigerian guy who's like half her age. Um, but over like over the seasons when you see them, you kind of realize, well, this might be genuine love. It's really weird. Um, so, yeah, you, there's great stuff like that. And then they have The Other Way, which is when the Americans go to the foreign countries, and that's always the best um, because there's no – you don't really see any catfishing in that. It's just like it's true love, true love. Wait, They're all you, great. It, it's real – It's it is true love or it's – Oh, I believe so, yeah. Really? Okay. Because it's like, the Amer- I mean, they don't want the green card, the Americans coming over, you know, with practically no money. Um, so it's like, there's no power dynamic there, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's so good. <laughs> uh, highly recommend it. I mean, I watched a, I watched a little of it on a plane, and I got to admit, I was pretty mm-hmm. I was pretty drawn in. It was it was it was pretty compelling. And they, these people these people are nuts. They're like, yeah, you know, I just met mm-hmm. her like like you know two weeks ago, but I think we're gonna get married. Mm-hmm. Like what? And sometimes what like, are you talking oh, I met about? him at the uh, the Sandals Resort in Dominican Republic, and I know he's the one. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like what? Like what are you talking about? Yeah, he's How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think everyone else can see this. How come you can't see it? Exactly. And that's the fun in the show. Okay. So, okay. Interesting. I highly recommend that. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Is it a little exploitive, though? I mean, are are we kind of playing on these people's you know worst nature? Yeah, but a lot of them are terrible people, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. They're bad. They're bad people. They're mm-hmm. bad people, yeah. and we're. And we're uh, I mean, we're they're going through everyone. this, and they also they want to be on TV. Um, like I'm sure a lot of people know about this guy, No Neck Ed. He calls himself uh, Big Ed. He's like gone viral. Um, Oh, I mean, boy, he he's got no neck. He has no neck. He's got no neck. He has some sort of condition. I, I don't know what it's called, but, yeah, basically he's just head and shoulders. Yeah, he's got no neck. That's yeah, sad. no neck. But he's a prick. So he goes over – he basically goes on a sex tour to the Philippines with this woman um, who's younger than his daughter, and it's so creepy. He's just like – I noticed your le- your leg hairs are long. I'd like you to shave them for me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, exactly. He's so creepy. And it's like, how dare you demand all these things of this beautiful woman? Look at you. You know? I, I'm, I'm mesmerized. These are, uh, he, he has no neck. Yeah, you're looking at this pictures of him right now? He looks like a thumb. There's a, there's a website. It says, where did no, ne- no neck Ed's neck go? <laughs> <laughs> It was never there to begin with. I don't know. They're showing they're That's showing what, what guess, they're purporting but... to be an old. Pay- I'm not going to watch a YouTube video right now, but is <laughs> yeah. this the, someone is no neck Ed on Twitter. Let's see. Says I no don't like Ed. leg hair. It's him? gross. I don't think it's really him. It's it's like he's got oh, like 92 okay. followers. I think I think they're just goofing yeah. around. Hair on oh, a woman the is gross. Is when... The best is when he asked, um, so the woman's name is Rose. He asked her to get an STD test. And she was like, okay, then if I'm going to get one, then you're going to get one too. And he was like, I can't get one in the Philippines. Are you kidding me? He's just the worst. So it's fun to watch. Wow. Yeah, Rose looks uh, young. She's gorgeous. So mm-hmm. why? Yeah, so, yeah. She's so got she's, a baby face she's gonna, too. She's like she's twenty-two. She's gonna put up with him because she wants that green card. Pretty much, but then, um, spoiler alert, she decides it's not worth it. <laughs> the man is not worth the green card. Wow, no neck, Ed. I mean, who would no I just? Ed. Who would want to be no neck, Ed? Like, why would you want to be on TV like that? He's trying to do the thing where he flips it, you know, where it's like, oh, I know I have no neck. I'm going to turn the joke on me and, like, act as though I'm in on the joke. Um, so he kind of does that type of thing, um, which if you really want to look into it, like, psychologically, um, is really interesting, too. I mean, he probably just hates himself. Yeah, but why does he want everyone to see that? <laughs> like why? Why do we all need to see that that we hate him? I mean, that we that we hate ourselves. I mean, I just I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> it's just so it's so weird. It's incredibly weird. I guess weird. he's in denial about how much he hates himself. He's just like, I hey, guess well, so. I guess so. You know. Wow. All right. So tell me how you got started in comedy. Um. Well, basically, at the time when I got started, I was um, 
I never thought about doing comedy. I was always a fan. Um, but I used to do, like, a lot of acting back in the day, like high school, college. Um, I thought that's what I wanted to do, like be a serious actor. Um, but I was really bad at it. Hmm. Acting's really hard. <laughs> it's fucking Fair. hard. Okay. Um so I kind of ditched that and went into media, and I was like, all right, I'll be behind the camera. Um, but I'd say, like, at around 28, I found myself married with a child and, like, really unhappy. Um, I'm pretty open about this. My husband's a recovering alcoholic, so at the time, his drinking was kind of crazy. Um, my father was an alcoholic, too, so it just brought up a lot of issues for me. And my daughter was hyperactive, and I felt like I had no control over her or anything. So I was like, oh, you know what? I think I need to talk this shit out on stage and try to make this funny to get through it. So that's exactly what I did at 28. Wow. And that's how I got into it. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's So a lot of, like, not... very unfunny jokes about rehab. <laughs> So your husband was drinking, like he he was, or he he was recovering, or where where were, what was going on? Oh yeah, oh he was drinking. Oh really? He was drinking like bottles, like whiskey, yeah, like nothing. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's scary. At the time it was, but I mean, yeah. he's been three years sober now. He's good. Okay, all right. That's As good. of now. Right. Mm-hmm. One day, one day at a time. That's that's how we do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, well, that's good. I mean, so you know, mm-hmm. that's that's a good thing. And but, so I would imagine that the material is the material still kind of painful, or like I don't mean painful. I mean painful mm-hmm. in the sense of you know dealing with things that are that mm-hmm. bring you pain. You know what? I've gotten to a place of healing with it, and I think writing the material is also very healing and performing it and seeing people laugh at the scenarios. You know. Um, so it's not painful anymore to talk about. It's just, you know, I can see it with a funny lens now. Well, that's good. That's a good thing mm-hmm. that you, that you're able to sound. I mean, I, I certainly find comedy to be therapeutic and and I think a lot of people do. I mean, there's a, there's a certain sense mm-hmm. of if you could do something else, do it. But you know, if, if this is what you have to do, then you have to do it. Like it's, mm-hmm. you, you don't really... You know, you gotta get you you gotta get this stuff out. You know, you gotta get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah. that's certainly true for me. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there are comics out there that kind of feel like, all right, get your fucking therapy over with and give me back my stage time. You know, but I think I'm for it. <clears throat> I'm for getting your shit out on stage. You know, even if you're going through it, I want to see what it looks like. Sure. There's nothing wrong with you that. You feel the There's same? A lot of different kinds of comedy. There, there are a lot of ways. I've, I've seen mm-hmm. people. I mean, Gary Gullman did a whole, did a whole special about his depression. So. Oh yeah, it was incredible. You know, you know. So I mean, that's so. I mean, the idea that oh, you know, you can't do that. That doesn't work. I mean, it's like well, mm-hmm. sometimes it does. You know. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of making it work. If you can make it work, then that's great. And if not, you know, mm-hmm. then maybe you keep, you keep trying. And also, if, right, exactly. And, and the nice thing about comedy is you're always getting better. Is that if you, as long as you keep doing it, you will continue to get better. Mm-hmm. So I, that's yeah. that's something that I really firmly believe. Uh, who are some of your favorite comics? 
I love Joan Rivers. Ah, She's Joan just, Rivers. I know you probably hear that a lot, but no, I no, I mean it would be cool because she, she's the best. Died she soon. is. She's the best. She's a badass, or she was a badass. You know, succeeding the way that she did as a woman in comedy, especially at her sure. time. You know, um, and then even up to her death, like the things she would make jokes about, like nine eleven, and make it so goddamn funny. And she would just say like. She would talk about like, she would talk about the topics that you can't touch, and she would just say like, the most outlandish stuff, but just make it so funny. And that's oh, what yeah, I love she about make her. Joke, she could make a joke about anything. Yeah, that was, totally. You know, just and just died way too young. Mm-hmm. I mean, not too young exactly, but too soon. I mean, mm-hmm. it was she didn't she didn't need to die. She went to like one of these, you know, walk-in clinics or something. And I mean, she you know she could afford mm-hmm. a real doctor. So there there was no need for that. Mm-hmm. She she could have she could have gotten help. So um, yeah, I don't remember definitely. the exact circumstances, but I just I, I was just like that didn't need to happen. That was not this was not a case where she had like a terminal illness or something. Like you know she she could have been okay. So that, I thought that was exactly. Really sad. She could still be here today. Totally. Yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. I I would love to hear what she would have to say about everything going on. Because she was she was oh, one of a kind. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think a lot about that. You know, like what would George Carlin have to say about what's going on uh, right now? Oh my god. Although it almost feels like some of the things that he said like can just resonate, you know. I watched a Carlin routine. Um I'm now blanking on what exactly it was about, but it was it it felt very mm-hmm. current. It it was it, it might have been about race, but I don't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh that I just stumbled onto yeah. on YouTube and I I it started and I I just I wound up watching the whole 20 minutes. It was it was a routine I'd never seen before because he's got so much. You know, there's so much material mm-hmm. with him. And he was yeah, just great. So much. It was it was terrific. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was um, I saw on Spotify that um, there was a Richard Pryor bit that was um, that's uh, I guess gone viral. You would say, um, or oh, well, well, a lot of well, people what, were listening to. What's that? Um, it was race related. It was about the cops. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, just getting arrested by the cops. It was. It's a short bit, but. It's obviously resonating with what's going on right now. Yeah, these are not new problems. I think it's important totally. to remember that that this is not something that just happened. This has been happening for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle. You know, the, you know, more sort of mm-hmm. going from you know way back to more recent. You know, they've all been t- and, and and a lot of comics in between. You know, it's it's not new information. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been terrible for a long time. It just, it sort of took something really, really dramatic to really throw into sharp relief and to get people, uh, to get people to really rally literally, you know, mm-hmm. with the protest and everything. So, um, so yeah. that's good. And it happened at an interesting time, you know, while everyone was quarantined, we're already was, angsty to begin with intense. hundred percent. I think that, that can't be discounted. I think that definitely is a part of it. Um, you mm-hmm. know, we were, we were all, we were all in a, in a weird place, and so that happens, and then oh boy, you know. So, and I'm not. I don't think it's a bad mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think there's been a lot of really positive change. Really, I agree. Really I think one, it's, I'm for one protest. thing after another. I think they, where, where, yeah. Where, where does reality TV fit into all this? Does reality TV ever get political? Does reality TV ever get political? Mm, I mean, I think it tries. It depends on the network, but I think it usually tries to stay free of that. Uh, to be honest, which is like, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's also, at the same time, I feel like reality TV is very white. 
so there's an issue in that to begin with. You know, you're not commissioning enough uh, shows that are led by people of color or by women. Uh, yeah, and they say the networks say they want change, but you never really see it. So, do you think we're going to now with that with everything that's gone on? Um, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure things will, this will, it'll take this to change TV. I think hiring more execs at higher levels that are people of color, if someone's willing to do that, then that'll change things. Right. It doesn't look like anyone's really hiring right now anyway. Well, I was going to say, it's probably kind of tough to film a new reality show right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, a lot of production has shut down. <clears throat> Some places might be starting up again, um, but I guess, like, it depends where you film and what state of reopening they're in, if they close down, um, and what the stats are with corona. Um, but, yeah, it seems like a lot of sh- a lot of networks are looking for content that um, is kind of like stay-at-home, shoot-yourself type of thing, or just, like, coronavirus protected type of stuff. I think we're seeing that already. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like that, I mean, I mean, potentially you could get some wacky family, you know, stuck in quarantine and they could be really interesting, but I mean, don't, do you mm-hmm. have to do any work to make these people interesting or are they already interesting? They're usually already interesting. You got to produce them a little. So they know how to like turn it on for TV. Um, but yeah, they usually just start out interesting and like big personality, you know, strong opinions. It's what you want. And don't some of these shows have writers? You know, you have your story producers that kind of like nudge things along the way and, you know, we'll feed them a line here or there. Um, but I think it depends on the show. Some shows are overproduced and others it's just organic. So what would be, I mean, I, well, I guess I don't need you to name names, but like if a show is overproduced, how does that translate into mm-hmm. what you see on what you see on the screen? Um, well, let's take my favorite show, Team Mom, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Love that show. I can't get enough of that. Oh, that filthy Janelle. Anyway, um, that show, I mean, you can tell a lot of the conversations are faked. And they'll just kind of like feed them the lines here and there. Um, but I mean, maybe it takes, I don't know, maybe it's just because I've been in TV for so long, I can see where all of like, you know, the scenes are and stuff. I can see behind all that. But I would think that's part of it that you can sort you can see the seams. You can, you, you, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I. I find that even with comedy, like, like uh, you know, at its when I'm not thinking about anything totally. that the comedian is saying. Um, that's when I know I'm really, I've sort of, you know, crossed over and I'm really in the zone because they're, you know, you just like, or what I love is when a comedian can do a that's like joke, you know, like, blah, 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 that's like, blah, blah, blah. And I don't hear mm-hmm. the that's like coming. You know, that's my favorite oh, because, yeah. because, 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 you know, that's, that's a standard joke construction. Everybody does it. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it's hacky. It's just, that's one of the ways that we tell jokes, but if they can do it in a way that I don't see it coming, 
that not not just I don't not, I don't mean not see the punchline coming, but like not see the joke construction coming. Then I'm like, all right, well they're working mm-hmm. a little harder. They they they're 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 a step up of you know where the rest of us are. You know, I'm not going to see oh that. Oh gosh. So like that's that's always the, I always find that fun. That's true. That's true. The that's like it's like, <laughs> and I, I, now I, I'm saying it too. That's like uh, you just can't escape it. But yeah, right. when I hear that. And in a bit, I'm just like, this better be fucking good, man. It, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying because because you know how the joke works, but but your regular audience yeah. member, they're not going to think that, you know, because they don't they don't sort of live with this yeah, stuff that's the way true. the rest of us do. They're they're yeah, not sitting they're there not thinking watching like, comedy like us. I, I I sometimes forget. Like I was talking to a friend of mine, and they were and I said, oh, so and so ran the light, and then we just kept talking, and he's, he's like, right, what what is that? What does that mean? It's like you don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm not a comedian. Yeah, I have like, no idea yeah, what you're what? talking about. <laughs> Comedi- only comedians know what that means. I was like, oh, all right, I guess that's true. Because uh-huh. I'm just, i just so used yeah. to it. And I, at this point, you know, 75% of the people I talk to, on a, more than that, um, are comedians. So I forget that everybody mm-hmm. isn't a comedian, that the people don't understand, you know, what the hell I'm talking about. Right, the normies. The normies, exactly, the civilians. Mm-hmm. The yep. civs. Mm-hmm. So what would be your dream job? Where's the, what's the show you really want to work on? The show? Uh, 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. <laughs> but if I had to come up with my own show, hmm. That's a good one. You know, I'm not sure what I would come up with. I mean, comedians would have to be involved in some way. It would probably just be like a really silly game show. See, there's not a lot. Are there a lot of comedian reality shows? I feel like that would be a good bet, a comedian reality show. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's always like an easy way to like kind of, it's, how do I explain it? Sometimes you have the idea and you're just like, oh, who's going to host? A comedian would be easy because, you know, they know how to entertain so they can host. Sometimes they'll like build a show around a comedian um, but yeah, that's a lot of development. So. Yeah. No. I, well. Yeah. Of course. That's a lot. Of, um, particularly if it's a famous comedian. But I. But are comedians mm-hmm. the type that you want on a on a reality show, or do you want quote unquote real people? Um. Of course, you'd want real people. Because, then it feels a lot more natural, you know. But if you could throw a comedian in, that's always great, too. Because, like I said, they know how to entertain. They know how to work the camera. Um, they're professionals. But, I mean, like, I feel like a, a show about a comedy club, like, could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that everyone would go for it. I, like, I feel like, I feel like that's comics. not what people are looking for. What did you say? I feel like that's only fun for other comics. Don't you say? Is that right? Is that it? Only, only the comedian? Because I, I would totally yeah. watch that. Like there was a reality yeah, show. Yeah, I would watch it too. It's funny you say that because they they did a they tried to do a reality show about the comp. I used to buy comic books every week, and so they did one about my comic mm-hmm. book store. And of course, I watched it. Oh, nice. I knew all the guys working there, and it was totally fun. It didn't get picked up because it was totally boring. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're not, mm-hmm. if you don't shop at that comic book store, nobody cares. Like I don't even know that it was good for like mm-hmm. comic book people in general. Like it was just you know it was it was fine. And they came up with something mm-hmm. to make it competitive. They, you know, they were looking for this one particular issue of a comic that you know they couldn't find, and so that was their journey, and uh, they to give it some structure. But you know, mm-hmm. it didn't really work. It, it was I enjoyed yeah. it. And I probably would have kept watching it, but I don't think anybody else was going to. 
So, so you're saying mm-hmm. it would only be fun for the comedians. Yeah, I feel like it's just it just doesn't have like that broad interest, you know, with people. Um, and I've seen comedy shows that have only had a season, you know. I guess just people aren't really that interested in the behind the scenes. So right. They just, know, the take on it. they just want to yeah, hear exactly. the laughs. Mm-hmm. They just want to hear the laughs. Yeah, exactly. Want to hear the laughs. What else do they want to see? Works they, better. What do they want to see on a reality show? Fighting? Are we? Do we like fighting? Of course. Fighting's great. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, lots of fighting. <laughs> <laughs> fighting, I mean, pe- pe- people love the, like, show, Temptation Island. I mean, what about what about sex? I mean, that's obviously a big one with, the, you know, the Temptation Islands and the... Sex is great. X on the sexy beach. people on camera. Sexy people on yeah. camera. There we go. Mm-hmm. You always want beautiful people on camera. Um... Sex is always great. Sexual tension is <laughs> it's like the the French cook's kiss. Yes, you know. I I, I caught it. I caught it. I I got that. That, that, one, that, that one. I'm slow, but I picked up on that one. I was able to catch okay. that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the recipe is there, and so and so. I mean, it must be it mm-hmm. must be kind of interesting to put it to put it together, and you're really. You kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not, you don't know exactly what you're looking for, but at the same time, you probably know what you're not looking for. So I imagine you have to turn down a lot of people, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. But yeah, you're you're exactly right. There's already a formula in place. You know, it's just filling out that formula with the, you know, right characters or whatever. Right. All right, well, Elizabeth, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on. We unfortunately have to stop. I could keep talking about this because it's really okay. interesting to me. Um, but why don't you, can you tell everyone where they can find you on the social medias? Yeah, sure. I'm on the social medias. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Elo Comedy. That's E-L-O Comedy. And I am on Twitter at Elopez Comedy. And, yeah, you'll see a lot of uh, inappropriate jokes from me. Inappropriate jokes? How could Always there be inappropriate. inappropriate? How could there be inappropriate <laughs> jokes? That's just crazy. That's crazy <laughs> talk. That? Yes, exactly. Why would anyone make inappropriate jokes online? Um, all right, Elizabeth, I just need to plug my show, so um, I'm going to let you go. But thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate right, cool. it. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great day. You too. All right. Thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, so that was great. We're going to be off for a couple of days. We're going to be back on Friday. Um. So what do I want to tell you? I want to tell you about the show tonight. If you are listening, this is uh, Monday, June 22nd, tonight, Monday Night Live. We have Stephanie Goldklang. We have Alani Nichelle. We have Kristen Seldman. And we have Corey Kahaney. That's right, the Corey Kahaney. So tune into that. Not tune in, I guess. Go on to the Zoom show. Go to fcomedyclub.com. And then you'll be able to get tickets. It's free, but we're raising money for the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, Tune in again on Friday. And above all, be safe.